When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Doc Insider. Doc's going to pick it up, and here we go. Got him deep. He's open. He's got it. He's gone. How about that? Oregon repeats as the Pac-12 champion. Duarte pulls up. Three ball. Bang. Oh, LJ back for the fourth time in the last six years. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions. Foley three. Goal! Mike Sill fires and hits a three. Left wing. Pow, pow. Yeah, boom, boom. Welcome to Duck Insider. What a weekend. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. And you can hear the Oregon bench and Oregon fans, Mike Shell and Georgia. Let's Mike Shell into front court. Two, one, and the Ducks are in the Sweet 16, the fourth tournament in a row. They did it. The number six seed Oregon Ducks over the number three seed Georgia. Pac-12 over the SEC. Oregon 57, Georgia 50. Terry John's on the call. We've got another Duck team in the Sweet 16. Don't you love it? The Pac-12 accounts for seven of the 32 in both men's and women's basketball that have advanced to the Sweet 16, and the Ducks are two of them. Well done. Well done to Kelly Graves and his squad. A great call by Terry Johns and Bev Smith. You heard it yesterday. We've got a full preview of the Sweet 16 coming up over the next couple days. But what a weekend, uh, truly, uh, for the Ducks. And it feels like this is a Monday. I don't know how everybody else feels, but 
even though it's a Thursday on the show, we have so much to recap. We have so much to talk about that I find myself sitting here like, man, how are we going to fit everything into the show? And it feels like a Monday. We feel that way every Monday when there's so many Oregon events going on. That's exactly how I feel today on a Thursday, which is just a great, great feeling. All right, we have a few things uh, from a housekeeping perspective to tell you about. And we will, of course, um, take your Facebook comments and questions. Dustin already coming in with a heavy-hitting question. Heavy-hitting question to kick things off today. Any update on single-game tickets for football? I personally do not have an update. I will tell you that things are trending well. Season tickets are on sale for Oregon football. And the Ducks have begun welcoming limited family and friends of student-athletes and coaches into outdoor facilities. Love to see it. So I'm hoping that we'll have uh, some more updates on that, Dustin. I know, I know we need to know. I need to know. Everybody needs to know. Are you kidding? This is a great question. I will tell you, though, that spring football starts in a week. If you didn't see the video on the Oregon football uh, Twitter page from uh, our man Steve Pohl, I believe, it's good stuff. Maybe we'll have to play that at the end of the show today if Scott can – Scott can find it for us. Uh, I didn't anticipate that, but here we are. We do need to know, Dustin. You're right. All right. Women's basketball is headed to the Sweet 16. Yesterday we heard from head coach Kelly Graves and Sedona Prince. We have those interviews for you coming up. Sedona with just some awesome stuff to say after a tremendous performance for Sedona Prince. Chris Duarte has been honored. We have a track and field outdoor schedule. And Matt Ulmer, head coach Oregon Volleyball, is going to be kind enough to join us because the Ducks on the volleyball side, get this, they're in the hunt for a Pac-12 crown. Washington State's 10-2, Washington's 11-3, Oregon's 11-3. Those are your top three in the Pac-12 right now. Ducks will play Cal coming up. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because it's a uh, big-time weekend for the Ducks. If Oregon get a couple wins against Cal, maybe Washington loses a couple matches. You know, we'll see. Things are trending well. We'll talk about that all coming up in just a bit. Okay, Sweet 16. We are going to do something across the Oregon Sports Network that uh, we have never done before. We have two Sweet 16 broadcasts right up against each other. So what we've decided to do is for those of you who tune in to women's basketball and men's basketball on our flagship radio stations in Portland, 1080 The Fan, and Eugene, KUGN 590 and 95.3 The Score, we are going to have one continuous broadcast for men's basketball and women's basketball. We'll have a special hour-long pregame show beginning at 3 o'clock. We'll have Dane Altman. We'll have Kelly Graves. And Terry Johns and I will co-host the joint Basketball Sweet 16 pregame show. Terry Johns and Bev Smith will then have the call at 4 o'clock when Oregon faces Louisville in the Sweet 16. Then we will have the regular women's basketball postgame. You'll hear from coaches and student-athletes. And then we'll do sort of an in-between game show where Mitchell Lee back in the OSN studios will give you a scoreboard update on what's going on around the Sweet 16 for both the men and the women. And then I will have the call for men's basketball at 645. The tip is scheduled for the Ducks against the Trojans of USC. One continuous broadcast. Sweet 16 Sunday with the Ducks. We will be on the air for probably about seven to eight hours straight. It's awesome. Um, This is a really, really cool thing. Trevor says, don't wash your socks, Joey. I, yes, I've always, I've always got crazy Oregon socks on. I have not decided what the Sweet 16 socks are going to be. I'll be honest, I, I, for, for road games, since I'm not traveling with the team, I haven't been doing the socks, actually, like when we're just here in the studio. 
but I think I'm going to have to for the Sweet 16. I think I might have to. So the Sweet 16, it's going to be a 3 o'clock pregame show for those of you who listen to the entire broadcast. Now, those of you who tune in via the online stream, remember for women's basketball, we can have the full stream from 3 o'clock, but we will stop the stream at 6.30. Because of NCAA regulations, we can't do an online radio stream of our broadcast of men's basketball. And also with that in mind, there will be a 6.30 start time when all of our radio affiliates will join in progress to carry the men's basketball portion of our Sweet 16 broadcast. There's a little bit of the housekeeping for you. You'll be able to stream the the entire pregame show from 3 to 4, the women's basketball game from 4 until 6.30, and then we'll have to turn it over to uh, just our terrestrial radio affiliates who join us for men's basketball at 6.30 with a tip at 6.45. There's the schedule. I really hope, though, that fans, those of you who have the ability to tune in to both in the Portland market and the Eugene market, and actually in our, our friends in Salem at KYKN are going to be carrying it as well, I really encourage you to tune in for the entire broadcast because how often are we going to get to have two Sweet 16 basketball games back-to-back? And, and I will say, one of the benefits of the environment that we're in, Terry Johns and I are both calling the games actually from this room where we're doing Duck Insider right now in the Country Financial Studio. Normally, we, we wouldn't be doing it this way. We would have two totally separate broadcasts. They'd be on different radio stations across the Oregon Sports Network, different live streams. You get the idea. But because of the world we're in right now, Terry and I actually get to do the broadcasts together. It's not something we've ever get, gotten to do. It may not be something we ever get to do again. So we're going to have some fun with it. And so, fans, I really encourage you to tune in. We've got a Sweet 16 Sunday with the Ducks beginning at 3 o'clock for our pregame coverage, and we'll have you all the way through hopefully two victories, and we get two going to the Elite Eight calls. Women's basketball in the round of 32 against Georgia. They took care of business, particularly the front court. Solid game, fun to watch between these two really good teams. Sona Prince tied a career high in points, and she also did it in a season-high 37 minutes. Uh, Far and away, the most minutes that Sedona Prince has, has played. Terry Johns described it as most minutes by a mile. And, man, was it awesome to see the front court for the Ducks do some cool things. And Niara Sabali was just outstanding. I mean, she was really, really good in this game. And I think as the season moved forward, we, we knew that in for the Ducks to be at their best, you needed Sonona Prince and you needed Niara Sabali to be excellent, and they were in this game. Niara added 15 points. She was a rebound away from a double-double. She also had two steals in 30 minutes. The Ducks, it was really the, the Sonona Prince and Niara Sabali show down the stretch, and, man, it was fun to watch. Man, it was fun to watch. Maddie Shear was really good, too. I don't think Maddie Shear lit up the stat sheet. She didn't have any points. She was 0-4 shooting, but six assists. And without Tahina Pow Pow, Maddie Shear stepped in and I thought played really well, particularly on defense. I thought Maddie Shear did a really nice job. Ducks have gotten to the Sweet 16 without Tahina Pow Pow. And it's now three times. I thought this was a cool stat from Rob Mosley. It's three times that the Ducks have held opponents to single digits in a quarter in the tournament. Three of the eight quarters that the Ducks have played, they've held the opposition to single digits. So, man, the celebration, as you can imagine, was just absolutely awesome. <laughs> the mob. Anytime you get a chance to go to the Sweet 16, you're going to feel pretty outstanding. But I think in this era, <laughs> with how the Ducks have had 
to overcome so much adversity, a young team. How can you not just smile and go, man, go Ducks. Winners stay, right? Winners stay. Winner stays. It was awesome. Ducks now gone to the Sweet 16 in four straight tournaments. Um, and I think they probably would have gone to the Sweet 16 last year had there been a tournament. Just a guess with the way that they were rolling. Fourth tournament in a row. Fourth tournament with the Sweet 16. And one of five teams in the country, by the way, the Ducks. The others being Baylor, Stanford, South Carolina, and UConn to reach each of the last four Sweet 16s. So let me read that again for those of you who, you know, think about the women's basketball blue bloods, right? Baylor, Stanford with Tara Vanderveer, South Carolina with Don Staley, UConn, Gino Ariema. Ducks are one of now five teams in the country joining those four to reach each of the last four Sweet 16s. Louisville and UCLA also could have done it after this was written. Louisville did. UCLA did not. So that means that the women's basketball squad joined the Oregon men in the NCAA tournament Sweet 16. Oregon, Michigan, and Baylor, the only schools with both teams in the Sweet 16. But you want to get even more specific? Ducks are the only athletic department in the country that had their football team in a New Year's Six Bowl, their men's team in the Sweet 16, and the women's team in the Sweet 16. Broad-based excellence. That's what Rob Mullins always says, and I don't know what's more broad-based excellence than being the only athletic department in the country with a football team in a New Year's Six game, a men's team in the Sweet 16, and a women's team in the Sweet 16. It's going to be a 4 o'clock tip-off when the Ducks will face Louisville. I'll tell you what, I think they can win that game. I think they can win that game. Four Sweet 16 Pac-12 teams on the men's side, three Sweet 16 Pac-12 teams on the women's side. We're going to hear from Kelly Graves. We're going to hear from Sedona Prince. Sweet 16 Sunday is coming up with the Ducks. Both squads in the Sweet 16. Awesome stuff. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. 
Everybody buckle up. Bum, 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 bum. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Ducks are headed to the Sweet 16 on the women's side after a nice win yesterday over Georgia. The Ducks will advance to face the two-seed Louisville at 4 o'clock. I'm really looking forward to our Sweet 16 Sunday across the radio network. The Ducks have both teams in the Sweet 16, and they'll be playing in back-to-back games, one at 4 and one at 645. Women followed by the men. Man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Kelly Graves talked with the media after what was a really impressive performance. Uh, it's brought to you by the Wayland Valley Cancer and Student Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Kelly Graves talking with the media post game. You know her ability to you know play in that mid range uh, and then down down low. It just kind of depends. We try to put her wherever we we feel like uh, you know she can be utilized the best. Uh, she did both tonight. Uh, one thing about her too is when we do get her into that mid post. Uh, Lindsay, she's a great passer and uh, really understands angles, knows where to get the basketball at the right time. I thought the synergy between her and Niara was really good tonight in that high-low game. So um, as you guys just saw in that interview, uh, how blessed am I to be coaching a young woman um, like her? I mean, she is really the whole package, not only a tremendous player, um, but just think of the pressure she's had on her being so outspoken. Uh, She's had a lot of attention placed on her, and she has backed it up, and that's not easy to do. And I'm really proud of her and really happy for her and the rest of the team. Uh, Obviously, Sedona and Yara deserve a lot of credit, but how would you describe the lift Maddie Shear has given you guys that maybe you don't see in the statistics? Well, to do what she did tonight against, uh, you know, really athletic guards, a team that really likes to pressure you and take you out of what you're trying to do. This is a big stage for a young freshman starting only her second game. And I thought she was terrific, you know, did not score, but she had six assists. Uh, she got us into our offense. She got the ball to the, to the right people at the right time so that they could make a play. Uh, And then defensively, I thought she had a huge impact on what we did tonight. Uh, Logged the most minutes uh, she's ever played, (laughs) certainly for us. And and I thought she was just as good down the stretch as she was at any point in the game. I'm so proud of her. Uh, She's playing well beyond her years. And, um, you know, I, I think when you look at her and some of those other young guards that we have, we've sure got a bright future. Seems like the last couple of years, you guys really made an emphasis to make this team better defensively after that final four matchup against Baylor in, in uh, 19. Are there lessons that you guys took from that game that is applied now, especially given the defensive performance you guys are putting in, in this tournament and how much more stout this unit has been over the last two seasons? Well, we have two players that were on that team 
two years ago. So, you know, they may have learned something, uh, you know, that night. I, I just think, you know, you play in the NCAA tournament, it comes down to defense, it comes down to getting stops. And we've struggled, especially down the stretch, to do that. I'm so proud of our team. We, we've given up 47 and 50 points in our first two rounds, um, you know, and, and tonight, uh, they scored six points. That's been our bugaboo. Those that have followed our program know that that third quarter's been tough for us at times, and tonight we gave them six points in that third quarter. And I don't think they scored uh, in the last uh, half of the third quarter. And then down the stretch, making them go one for seven, one for eight, something like that. I, I just, uh, you know, we've been able to do it on defense, and I, I just I give my staff a ton of credit, you guys. They've done such a good job. Mark Campbell, uh, Jody, uh, Jody Berry, Chavi Lopez, you know, they've really scouted well, and they've had our team prepared. And, uh, and then, most importantly, our team has executed defensively. We're playing with so much energy, and, and it's not to be discounted. Uh, we're long. You know, and you can go six seven and six five inside and and sub with other players that are really long. I, I think uh, we've used that to our advantage in this tournament so far, and we need to continue to do so because obviously the competition gets tougher and tougher. But I'm really proud of how we're playing defensively. We are on point right now. You know, for months we've been talking about what's the identity, what's the identity. Is this now figured out and the established identity here, go, at least going forward, um, that this is the identity of this team? Well, you know, James is funny. Early in the year, uh, we were, um, you, know, you, you know, we've never really had the entire team. Uh, you know, healthy at one time. And so we've kind of changed the way, you know, we've uh, attacked the game. About mid middle of the season, maybe mid-Pac-12, we decided to go with the bigger lineup thinking, you know, if we want to be successful in the NCAA tournament, we're going to need Ciara, or uh, Ciara, that, that actually fits, Sedona and Niara, uh, you know, to, to be big for us because it's just, they're going to be a load for, for teams. So we tried that, and quite frankly, our offense sputtered. Uh, we were more efficient with a smaller four spreading people out. And uh, so we kind of finished that way. But the last couple of weeks, uh, as I've been saying, we, we've been without a ton of guards. And so by necessity, we went back to the bigs. We made a, a, a you know, concerted effort in that two-week period to really hammer home getting the basketball inside, how to play with these two together, and, uh, and, and it's showing up well right now. So, uh, I, I, you know, as soon as I say it's like my golf game, James, as soon as you think you figured it out, you know, you're in the woods for the rest of the day. And so I, I like what we've go, got going on right now. We've been able to utilize Aaron in that three spot and get her some looks, um, which is great. And then most importantly, we're playing through those two bigs. So we're playing inside out, and it has uh, reaped some rewards for us. Can you just talk about the control your team had over the pace, um, especially in the second half? Yeah, I was really proud of that. I mean, they tried to speed us up. Those those guards, they're so quick. And, you know, and I want to congratulate Coach Joni. I, I think, you know, she's done such an amazing job with that program. Um, they're a phenomenal team. And it, it, I did not sleep very well the last two nights knowing that we had to go against them. So, Coach Taylor, kudos uh, for a great season. And um, 
I was worried about that. You know, I thought that maybe their pressure was going to hurt us worse than it did. Uh, we did turn it over 18 times, but I thought we took care of it when we really needed. And there were some times late in that fourth quarter where they, they turned us over, they tightened the game up, and then, you know, our, our kids just did a great job of executing, and we seemed to make that key basket at the right time. Um, but... You know, it was, uh, I just thought, a well-played game. I think our kids did a great job out of timeouts tonight. I don't know what our efficiency is was on that. But um, w when we called something, they really executed it and got it to the right person at the right time. So this was a big win, you guys. Georgia's a heck of a team, a heck of a team. And, uh, and our Ducks did it. They came through. Can you describe the emotion in the locker room? I mean, just hearing Sedona <laughs> here, you know, get emotional with, with what this means for this team to advance to the Sweet 16. Can you sum it up for us, Coach? You know, it's been a difficult season um, managing expectations. You know, everybody knows what we lost. Everybody knows what we had the opportunity and capability of doing in this tournament last year. It was taken away from us. Uh, and I think at times people just assumed, well, we're going to keep this going. If you count Niar and Sedona as freshmen, they're not freshmen, but this is the first year they played college basketball. We have seven freshmen on this team. We have nine new players. In a pandemic year, this is the worst time to have a young team. We just didn't have a chance to really work with them. From day one, and those that have covered us from day one know uh, that I have said a hundred times we are going to be a tough out come March because I knew we would continue to get better and better and better. Well, it, it was, well, I'm all wet. I could, you know... <laughs> ring this out and, and water up this whole table. I think our kids are really excited. I, I, they, they, they just are, and they should be. They, they really worked hard and earned this right to, to, to play another game, another week. Um, like I said, the expectations, it, 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 it weighed heavily on them. And then when you start losing a few games and people start to question uh, your program and then your own players sometimes maybe question themselves, it, it's great redemption. You know, I think the whole time they did believe in themselves, they believed in each other. I'm really happy for them. I'm so proud of them. Uh, like I said, it's just not been an easy ride. And, um, and listen, we're, we're still playing, so we, we feel so good about that. Uh, you said you liked what you guys have going right now as far as your identity. Uh, an item that might be a bit concerning is uh, only four players scoring tonight. How do you react to that, and maybe uh, what do you want to see differently from the offense? I just want to win the game. I mean, you know, we had a lot of players score lots of times earlier in the year, and we didn't win. Uh, to me, you know, Maddie did her job at the point. We don't ask her to score. And if we can get 40-plus points from, from inside, from our two inside players, that's good enough for me. I'm not that concerned about it. I, you know, we, we, I'm, I'm confident in a lot of players, and quite frankly, we just didn't play that many players tonight. You know, we basically went with a tighter rotation, and so there weren't as many opportunities for the others. But I have confidence and faith in a, any number of our players. At any point, they can go in and have big nights and have had big nights. So, yeah, to me, I, I think at this point, you know, you're splitting hairs. Uh, I just, hey, we won the game. That's all. Uh, survive in advance. We've all heard it a million times. Uh, we have a chance to play next game, and who knows, maybe next game uh, Taylor Chavez comes in and lights him up or uh, Sidney Parrish gets hot from the perimeter. To me, uh, I don't think our team matters. We just want to have more points than the other team at the end of the game. And tonight we did, and we have a chance to continue on. And, and I'm, listen, not only happy, I, I'm disappointed in some way, I told the team, you know, I, I packed for three weeks. I was either going to 
be here or Indianapolis following my son with Gonzaga. I told him I'd much rather stay in San Antonio, and we are. We're staying for a little extra time. Shout out to our men also in the Sweet 16. So this has been a great couple of days for the University of Oregon. I'm really proud of, of uh, both basketball teams and, uh, and for Duck, Duck Nation, I guess we can say, Duck fans everywhere. Kelly Graves, man, got to love him, don't you? Sweet 16 for the Ducks, 4 o'clock against Louisville on Sunday. And the men will follow suit, hopefully following a victory at 645 when they will play USC in the Sweet 16 on the men's side. Coming up, you heard that interview reference with Sedona Prince? We've got it for you next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. Can I save on a new Toyota? Yes, with great deals through March 31st at participating dealers. I'm really into mystery podcasts lately for those long drives. Well, imagine yourself in a Camry when a celebrity sleuth solves the perfect crime. Or camping in a RAV4 when a shocking theft turns a city on its head. Or off-roading in a Tacoma when trouble follows a big city cop to the country. Spoiler alert, it was the butler. Toyota, let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Doc Insider, Doc Insider, Doc Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack here with you for our Toyota Women's Sports Schedule Spotlight. Always brought to you by our friends at Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, well, we know Oregon women's basketball. We're going to hear from Sonoma Prince coming up in just a moment. Also, Oregon volleyball head coach Matt Ulmer will join us next segment because the Ducks are going to be playing volleyball at 1 o'clock on Friday, softball at 1 o'clock on Friday, and lacrosse at 1 o'clock on Friday before Oregon soccer is in action at 7 o'clock on Friday. It's a big, busy weekend. We'll tell you more about that coming up. Sona Prince, she talked to the media post game, and as you can imagine, after she kind of put the NCAA on notice and everybody took notice, and she put college basketball on notice, scoring 22 points in this game over Georgia, Sona Prince was a pretty darn good interview post game. I hope they see that women's basketball is not boring. It's fun. It's exciting. 
Um, it's different than men's basketball, but in an amazing way. We play hard and with our hearts, and there's so many fundamentals. It's such a different game, and so I just wanted to show them today and my team that, you know, we wanted to show that we're, we're fun to watch. In the fourth quarter, you and Niara take over offensively. You also grabbed four of your five rebounds and had three of your four blocks. How were you able to take over the game so much in those final 10 minutes? Um, Niara and I talked uh, before, the third, before the fourth quarter, and we were like, we're going to go to the Sweet 16 on our first year. And we came out, and she dominated. And, um, and also, you know, our teammates allowed us to, to get good post-ups and stuff and made, made amazing entry passes. And so it was just a collective, you know, effort of we're going to get this, we're going to win, and we're going to go to the Sweet 16. This has been a long road for you, just the ups and downs, dealing with injury, getting healthy. I mean, is this the healthiest you have felt just out there on the floor? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've dealt with an ankle sprain early in the season, um, some knee issues and stuff. And so I had to take some breaks earlier when we were playing like in Pac-12 play. Um, but we worked really, really hard in those two weeks we had off to just get healthy um, for our whole team. And so that's what we focused on. And I feel amazing. My body feels great. And I'm able to play my best basketball. You mentioned that goal going into the fourth quarter of saying you want to go to the Sweet 16, you did it. How does it feel? What does it mean to you <laughs> to get the job done and go to the Sweet 16? Uh, um, it makes me like want to cry because I, I watched since the fourth grade when I started playing basketball of people, you know, celebrating these kind of moments and in March, how amazing it is to see. And this year's a little bit different because of COVID and it's it's been a struggle all year. No fans, my parents haven't really been able to see me play. Um, they are in the stands today. So playing in my home state and um, in a gym that I played in, in high school is, is so amazing. And now being able to go to the Sweet 16 and experience even more of this is gonna be amazing. Uh, you know, you play for this powerhouse program that maybe didn't end their regular season, how you guys really had in mind uh, what is a win like this? What kind of message does that send to the rest of the tournament and the country? I think that everyone is just like was doubting us when we first came in. Um, we didn't impact 12 play like we wanted to, but we wanted to show today that we are not the team you messed with um, and in how we play. And we're just, you know, we're a very difficult team to guard. And so we just wanted to come out and show that we're going to play harder than you and we're going to want it more than you. And I think that's what we wanted to focus on. Obviously, you used your platform to voice your concerns over the inequality you see between the men's and women's tournament. But after doing that and getting that response and that attention, did you feel any pressure to perform on the court? And how does it feel to deliver in the spotlight like that? Yeah, uh, yesterday's game, I was extremely nervous before just because I knew that a lot of people were going to be watching. And so I was nervous, um, but that's a good thing. We wanted more people to watch, and I'm going to have to get used to it. And so... I was talking to my trainers, and I was just very, very, I was on one yesterday before the game, but um, but they calmed me down. Um, my teammates huddled around me and just, you know, lifted me up. But, you know, that's, that's the point of it, is to bring more people, more attention to our game and to get more viewership. Obviously, a very emotional game, intense, back and forth. What does this win mean to you in transferring um, from a powerhouse? Did you really envision making it to a sweet 16 in the first year of playing after transferring? Um, I, I wanted to, but I honestly didn't know what the season was going to be, especially after last year. Um, you know, in COVID and a brand new team, we had no idea what, what we were going to expect. And so I'm just, I'm unbelievably proud of these girls. They all wanted this. We came in at halftime and we've always struggled with, with our third quarter and coming out strong. 
but we wrote on the board and we were like, this is going to be us. We, we're going to get this. We're going to come out with this and we're going to just come and just punch them first. And that's what we did. I'm not sure if you saw, but the San Antonio Spurs uh, were repping some women's uh, college jerseys the other day. And I was just wondering what it means to you to kind of like see that representation, um, especially from such like a historic organization. It's amazing. Uh, it's what we want. It's what we deserve. We work just as hard and we play amazing. And so we deserve just as much credit as the men do. And through all this stuff, you know, I learned a lot, but it's that people love women's basketball and people will support us um, if we use our platform and if we talk about it. And so that's amazing. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Um, I love that. And I hope that, you know, more big organizations give us the credit we deserve. Seeing what you guys have done and what the men are doing in Indianapolis, two duck teams in the Sweet 16. I know that a few of you are friends and in normal times you would be hanging out. Uh, so what significance are just both teams that are representing uh, the U of O on the next stage? Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Uh, we were really excited when they got that win, especially, you know, how they got it. They uh, definitely proved that they're an amazing team. And so it just shows how good of a team, you know, how good of a school uh, Oregon is at basketball. And so I'm, I'm really excited that we get to rep our ducks um, and hopefully come back to Eugene with some, with some championships. Sona Prince, awesome to hear from her and a great conversation post-game, man. Still dancing, both teams going to the Sweet 16. We've got Sweet 16 Sunday. Special pregame coverage begins at 3 o'clock across the Oregon Sports Network. Then we'll jump into the women's basketball play-by-play with Terry Johns and Bev Smith beginning at 4. And then at 6.45, the Oregon men will tip off against USC. Tomorrow, a big preview of Oregon men's basketball as Dane Altman's going to meet with the media this afternoon. We'll have that for you on Duck Insider tomorrow. We're also previewing Oregon baseball tomorrow as well. And Oregon soccer head coach Graham Abel is going to join us because... Much like a lot of other sports around here, Oregon soccer continues to win. Talk about winning and getting gray hairs while you do it. Matt Ulmer, Oregon volleyball head coach, is going to join us next because it was rivalry weekend, and he hair looks great. Hair looks outstanding today. Matt Ulmer is going to join us right after this. The Oregon volleyball head coach. Stick with us on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And a drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to really volatize it. Uh, uh, vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions, don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. back on Duck Inside, Herbs and Bond Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack with you inside the Country Financial Studio, where today's show is always brought to you by our friends at Shadow Hills Country Club. Call for a tour today. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball Head Coach, is with us on the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line. Coach, it's great to talk with you after another pair of wins. Uh, recap the weekend for us a little bit. Hello, Joseph. Wow. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Stop. I don't think I've ever called you Matthew. You should. It's a nice name. <laughs> It's actually my real name. So. It's not what it says on your business card, your email, or your coaching bio. That's weird. Are you actually Joseph? Unfortunately, yes. Oh. All right. Well, I'll stick to Joey then. Thank you. You're welcome. The weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Oregon State, I thought, played uh, well on Friday. Um, I thought they were they were pretty fast. Their transition game, I thought we were a step behind all weekend and it took us a little while to adjust. I thought our rhythm on offense was not great on Friday. Um, part of that is time off. Part of that is other people coming back in the lineup. Um, you know, but I thought it got better as the match went on. And then I thought it was much cleaner on Sunday. Um, you know, so hopefully we just keep trending in that direction over the last few weeks. You know, I'm curious for your thoughts here because You've had you mentioned like on Friday it was tough because you had some of those variables, but then on Sunday everything looked to fire on all cylinders. You guys are seven and zero in Sunday matches this year. I mean, in this unique circumstance where you're playing a team twice, you guys have been so good playing a team the second time. Why is that? What what what's been the key to that this year for your squad? I think it's a few things. I've tried to think about it. Um, one, I think we're pretty steady. You know, we, we've, we have done a good job of not, we've had a couple not great sets, but overall I would say we've probably been the most consistent team in the conference this year. Um, you know, so like a team can come out and play really well in the first match of the week on Friday. Um, you know, we've weathered most of those storms and then we're kind of playing the same ball and then they go down or they don't bring the same intensity as they do, you know, on Sunday while we're still playing at that same level. Um, so I think part of that, which is a really good sign for us, you know, to make a run. Um, the other part is I think, you know, once we get the feel of what a game plan is and how to adapt, you know, we will make changes uh, as a group. We're, we're very much a read defense, read offense team. So, you know, the more time we play somebody, the better read we get. You know, we start to figure out what their you know tendencies are and how comfortable they are in different things. And, um, and I think we've done a really good job all year of making really nice changes, which is hard to do. Um, but the team has done such a, a really great job of adapting to that. Um, and I think that's put a lot of pressure on the other side on Sundays. Gloria Mutieri, I, I thought, was was really good. I mean, hit 421, nine kills on 19 swings, also four blocks. It's been a few weeks since I've asked you about Gloria Mutieri. Just thoughts on her performance and how valuable she's been. Yeah, I think her game is really evolving. Um, she's becoming a really high-level blocker, which 
I think if you asked her, she would say that was a weakness in her game um, coming in here. Um, but she's she's really doing a nice job, um, made, making some really nice changes. Um, she's got long arms and, and, and strong hands and is starting to make some really good reads. Um, and so those things are very helpful when it comes to blocking. And again, in our conference, we're very left side dominant. Um, some really good uh, outside attackers in our conference. So her and Morgan Lewis, it's really important that they become really um, strong blockers for us. And, and that's a big part of our defensive scheme. Um, so that's been great for her. And then out of system, you know, when it's not a perfect set, she's really evolving her game to having more shots in her bag, um, more tools to use, not just always the fastball. Um, you know, she's got a few different pitches to throw. Um, and she's starting to figure that out. And so I think just that growth, in those two areas has been really important for us. How's her slider? How's her changeup these days? Her changeup is getting nasty. Yeah, yeah. And it, she's just learning how to move it around. And again, it sounds kind of funny, but it's really the same concept. Yeah. Um, you know, most teams are just sitting back there because they're expecting that fastball, right? She's going to bring the heat and take your face off. And then all of a sudden she makes it look the same and then drops one on you. Um, and that's pretty difficult to come in. So um, just trying to get her to understand that. Uh, you know, it's like me when I golf, I just want to hit the ball hard every time. That's not necessarily what you should do every time, right? That's not always going to be what's what's called for. So just trying to get her and Morgan um, and some other people to understand how to move the ball around. And I think, you know, none of really showed that against Washington, that, that match she had 35 kills. She moved the ball around so well that I think her teammates started to understand, oh, okay, there's a lot of different ways to score. How much of being a good offensive player is being deceptive? I think it's really important. And, you know, we, we coach that a lot. Um, I want them to not always look at what they're doing. I want them to not always show it. I want everything to look the same. And then what do you see and how are you going to react off of that? Um, so I think, you know, if we don't have to always vary our offense, like in the past, you know, we've run some different combo plays, you know, Willow Johnson would come around on the two or the B and, you know, Ronnie could run the slot, you know, things like that. That's not really this group. It's more of, we can run a pretty quick tempo and within what they're doing, they can give a lot of different looks. Um, so there's different variety, but it's more individual this year than it is like a team play. What's been the key in five set thrillers? Uh, again, I think we just are steady. You know, we've just, we've kind of played. And I, um, again, most of the sets that we lose are, are close and the ones we win have been more decisive. That's generally been the theme. And then the fifth set, you know, most teams get tight, um, you know, because the pressure's on. And again, we just kind of keep playing. Um, so we've had, I think we're five and zero in fifth sets or something mm -hmm. like that, which, you know, that has definitely been atypical for us in the past. You know, that's not how we've normally done it. Um, so I think it's just for us. Yeah. You know, just trying to take one point at a time and that's been really good for us. And um, I, I like that. I hope that trend continues. Yeah. Anytime you guys go to five sets, I just chalk it up to a duck victory at this point. I, you know, just, that's easy for me to do. It's a lot harder for you to do. Right. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, my insides are going crazy, but they're doing a great job. <laughs> Matt Ulmer, head coach, Oregon Volleyball, kind enough to join us. You know, we're, we're coming up on, on really the, the home stretch of the season, and I don't know if it feels this way for you guys, but I feel like it came so fast. You know, there's so much going on. Have you kind of felt that way, that, that in this modified year, because it's the same opponent twice on the weekend, I feel like it's gone it's gone quick, at least in my mind. Do you feel that way as a staff and as a team? I, I think it's kind of gone slower. Interesting. Only because of the couple breaks we've had. You true. Uh, true. You know, I think when we're playing and then it's just like, oh, turn back around and you're either traveling or, you know, new new match on Thursday or, or whatever that's going to be. That really keeps you moving, keeps the things, you know, going fast. But we've had the two breaks and all, all of a sudden you're just kind of sitting at home on a weekend and you're watching everybody play and 
kind of life slows back down again. So I think because of those breaks, it's gone. Um, it hasn't gone how it normally does, you know, as fast and furious for you. I mean, you have so many sports going on. I'm sure this is a whirlwind. Yeah. That's you fun though. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's really good. It's fun when, when there's a lot of wins, obviously, you know, and that's happening a lot these days, which is great. You know, so we're all in, you know, you, you, you touched on something that, that, piques my interest here Matt that you said you're very you guys are very steady but like a lot of teams around the country you've had ups and downs in terms of availability with your own roster you're back to full strength on Friday you mentioned that it kind of maybe took a little bit to get everybody back on the same page how have you been able to be so steady w w with those challenges I mean what, what what's been the key to that for your squad as I'm sure a lot of teams are trying to figure out the answer to that question across the country yeah I think it's because one through 14 we have really quality depth Everybody can play. Um, you know, there's people on the bench right now that would be great starters in other Pac-12 teams, you know. Um, and so we, we're lucky to have that. Um, and so, you know, if something has happened, somebody can plug in that next man up type of mentality, right? Um, you know, that's kind, that's been what, kind of how we've been. And that, I think that's why we've been able to just stay steady. And because, because of that, practices when we actually have our full group are, are really intense. Yeah. Um, you know, today drills that would normally, you know, go pretty quickly were really long. We didn't even get through all of our practice today because the comp the competitive side is really going on both sides and they're, and they're lifting each other up with that. So um, I think those are those have been the keys as to why we've been able to kind of steady out. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball Head Coach, joining us. You know, you and I have talked a lot about finding the rhythm and, and how that's been important for, for your squad this year. You feel like you found the rhythm? I mean, and if not, what's the what's the key to finding the rhythm here these last two regular season weekends? Yeah, I think I think we've uh, we have it's a, it's about sustaining it now, right? So again, can we just continue to uh, you know don't get distracted, right? Just just do your job, next play, and and stay in that moment and stay together, communicating together. If we do that, if we can stay a unit, um, then I really like our chances against anybody. Um, if we if we do get distracted or we get in our head about something or you know life, if life happens, sure, we let life happen. Um, then, you know, that's when some errors can creep in and, and we kind of lose that. So um, I'd love to see us just be able to sustain for longer stretches. Friday, 1 o'clock on the Oregon live stream. You can find it via the Oregon Volleyball schedule page on GoDucks.com. Probably the easiest with so many different live streams going on across the athletic department these days. Friday, 1 o'clock, uh, Cal is in town. And then Sunday, it will be the finale at Matthew Nine Arena, which it's hard to believe that uh, we're talking about that. So uh, two-part question, and, and let's maybe just start with the first. Uh, Cal, give us the report on Cal. Uh, what, what are you looking for in this matchup? Some of the keys to a couple victories, we hope, over the Golden Bears this weekend. Yeah, I think Cal serves really tough. Um, I think they play very aggressive defense. Um, they're going to frustrate you with how many balls they pop up off the floor and give it back to you. Um, so I think they're going to try to do some different things that will try to disrupt our rhythm, what we're talking about. Um, so, again, this will be a good test for us. If, can we just play our game? Um, and, you know, can we do that for a match and then a second match? And I think if we're able to do that, then we'll be successful. And that would really propel us moving forward. So, um, you know, hopefully that's something that we can sustain. All right. Secondly, it's an odd thing this year, it feels like, to talk about a senior ce celebration and a senior day. You're smiling because I have to ask you about Taylor Borup. I mean, someone who has who has really been through the wars, Coach. Tell us a little bit about her story and and what's the plan to to, to celebrate her her senior campaign this upcoming weekend. The plan is for her to come back for a sixth year. All right, woo! <laughs> That's my favorite kind of celebration. Yes. <laughs> so, so we actually don't have anyone. I was going to say, so you got nothing. 
Got nothing. So I don't even have to ask you about senior day. Yeah. Taylor Borup is older than our assistant coach, Tara Wolf. And, uh, and that's the way we like it, you know? So <laughs> I would, I'd love to have 23 year olds on the team. So if we could just keep, keep that going, that'd be great. You know, that's awesome. Um, if I had missed that news, then uh, if she had said that, then that's, no, I that... don't think it's been out there, but she's planning to come back for a sixth year. Great. Well then Taylor Borup. So, Forget that I asked you about senior day. It's not going to be a senior day. You can celebrate a bunch of super juniors and sophomores and freshmen. That's right. Great. That's what we'll be doing. Even better. You got four matches left. Um, and I know that uh, it, it, it's one match at a time, and I won't ask you the question. But I will give fans some context who are tuning in. Washington State's 10-2. and two, Washington's 11-3. and three, Oregon's 11-3. and three, Followed by Utah 12-4. UCLA at 12-6. That's the Pac-12 standings right now. Washington State heads to Utah. Duck fans? Go Utes. Uh, Washington heads, or hosts, I should say, Stanford. Go Cardinal. Uh, then the Ducks, of course, play Cal. Go Ducks. Did I say all that right, Matt? I think you hit it on the nose right there. Great. Uh, so that's the uh, down the home stretch with four matches left. The Ducks are in the hunt for a Pac-12 title, which is just awesome, awesome to talk about. Hey, before I let you go, Athletes Unlimited. I haven't gotten a chance to ask you about some of your, your pro Ducks that are coming to play for the Athletes Unlimited uh, Pro Volleyball Tour here in in the United States, which I think is awesome. We've talked about it a little bit on the softball side, lacrosse as well, and now we're seeing volleyball. We're seeing more and more ducks uh, in those high ranks. We just, how cool is that, Coach, for you as a volleyball fan even, to, to, to see that in the United States and at the pro level? So cool. I mean, again, I, the biggest part is I love the sport, you know, and I love cheering on um, – our amazing women and they're just they're phenomenal athletes um they represent our sport our country um you know so well and i i it's 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 a bummer that they we don't get to see them you know as on tv as much as we should um and so being able to have a platform to do this through athletes unlimited i think has been great it's raised awareness um, and raised a following for sure. You know, Willow did a really nice job. She got hurt. She's done playing for now, um, you know, but she'll be back again. Um, but, you know, it was really hard to watch her play in Turkey, you know, but now all of a sudden she's front and center in our country and she gets to be home, um, you know, and, and so that's, I think that's really cool. I wish we could have fans yeah. for it. I think that would, that would be a whole nother level, you know, if, so hopefully next year, um, you know, I know some of our other players would love to be a part of it, but to be able to play professional volleyball, you know, the sport that they love in our own country in front of their family and friends and, um, and try to, you know, just raise the level of, you know, female um, professional athletes, you know, in general. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and I hope it, it continues to grow. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to, to see what Athletes Unlimited does next. You know, we, we talked to Gwen Savekis, who I'm sure you're familiar with, Matt. You know, she's done so much being in the, the leadership group, and she's a former Oregon softball player, now playing, and also as a leader in that organization. I just think it's such a cool concept. I, I really look forward to seeing where, where it goes from here. Matt Ulmer, we covered a lot. Oregon Volleyball Head Coach, uh, thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to 1 o'clock on Friday and then noon on Sunday. You can tune in via the Oregon Live Stream. Also, our buddies at KWVA, the student radio station, have you covered on the radio side with the simulcast on the live stream. Uh, Going to be fun. Coach, good luck against the Golden Bears. Thanks for always taking the time. And, Matthew, have a wonderful day. Thank you, Joseph. Go Ducks. <laughs> Matt Ulmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach, kind enough to join us. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, uh, we have an outdoor track and field schedule at Hayward Field. We're going to tell you about that coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. 
they bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. A lot of news for Duck Insider today, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Uh, yesterday, I want to mention uh, Chris Duarte was named the Collegiate International Player of the Year by NetScouts Basketball. Puerto Juana, Dominican Republic native, Collegiate International Player of the Year. That's awesome for Chris Duarte. An All-American as well. And this is cool, too. We got a track and field schedule as part of that highly anticipated opening of Hayward Field. The Ducks have an outdoor track and field schedule. It will begin with the Hayward Premier, which I that's a great name. I mean, doesn't that just sound awesome? Hayward Premier, April 2nd through 3rd. We're closing in on the beginning of that outdoor home schedule. Also on April 17th, the West Coast Classic will be co-hosted by the Ducks and by the Wildcats in Tucson, Arizona. Oregon Relays will be April 23rd to 24th. May 7th, the Oregon Twilight. And June 9th through 12th, of course, the NCAA championships. Isn't that, oh man, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see Hayward in action. Now, we all know that having fans there would make things a heck of a lot better. As Robert Johnson said, quote, the excitement level for this upcoming outdoor season and the return of Hayward Field to the competition schedule is at an all-time high. We can't wait to have track and field meets back in Eugene, and seeing the student-athletes competing at Hayward Field again will be a special moment for this program. This has been a long time coming. We're incredibly thankful to everyone involved getting to this point. Part of that Hayward magic will be missing without the fans. They have been waiting to come back and experience Hayward Field again. As soon as we're able to do so, we'll welcome them back. Outdoor track and field season coming up. Hayward premiere April 2nd through 3rd. Acrobatics are tumbling in action tonight at Pacific. And also Kemba Nelson is now on the Bowerman post-indoor watch list. Congratulations. Lots of good news. See you tomorrow.
Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish dad! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.